Welcome to Mom's Freedom Maker Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Coleman, a business growth strategist who takes burnt out, overworked, and underpaid entrepreneurs and help them uplevel their lives and become the CEO they were born to be. I specialize in helping you build a business machine to help you reach those in need while creating systems to set you free. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode and let's dive in. Hello, Freedom Makers. Today, I have a very special guest, and her name is Jessica Peresta. She's a mom to three boys, and she lives in Northwest Arkansas. Outside of motherhood, Jessica is passionate about helping moms find their passion project and is also talking about all things music education to both teachers and parents. She's the host of the Learn Music Together podcast and the Founded Motherhood podcast. I am so excited to welcome her to the show. Let's dive in. All right, Jessica, if you could please take a moment and just introduce yourself to the Freedom Makers. It's great to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So um, the family side of me, I'm married to a super tall guy. We'll be married for 15 years in July, and we live in Northwest Arkansas. I have three boys. Uh, Our oldest just turned 11 and then eight and six. So yeah, it's busy around here. Uh, I'm on, <laughs> yeah, I also own my own online business. I started almost five years ago for music teachers and then parents wanting to bring music in their home. And then we just, my uh, friend and I just started serving moms with who are wanting help starting a passion project as well. So I'm doing a little bit of a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially with three boys. I can't imagine. My little one just turned like three and a half months and we're already like, oh, we were, we're going to have our hands full when he can start to crawl around and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But a beautiful, beautiful journey. I'm sure all the same. And so helping moms with their passion projects, I feel like that's such an awesome topic to be discussing right now. I, especially being a new mm-hmm. mom, could see how easy it is to kind of lose those passions and lose yourself through motherhood just because you have so much to do. So I would love to hear more about what it is you do. Uh, please feel free. Yeah. So the reason I'm so passionate about talking to moms about pursuing what you're passionate about is because I felt like I did lose myself a little bit, if I can be honest. So I remember even going through college and I... I wasn't even focused on being a mom yet, but I knew I wanted to still pursue my passions and be a mom. I didn't know what that would look like yet. And so fast forward and we had our first son and I still was a working mom. I was a teacher at the time. And so I worked until he was about two. He was in an awesome in-home daycare who he was one of only two babies. So like very, it was very, you know, a good situation. He was very well taken care of. But I just started getting to the point where I felt like I was missing out on especially as he started getting a little older around five months, I felt like, okay, he's starting to do a little bit more and crawl. And uh, I made the decision to become a stay at home mom. And then, and we had our middle son and then I found out he had a lot of food allergies and, and then we found out we were moving from Oklahoma to Arkansas. And so, and then we were pregnant with our third son. And so we, let's be honest, it was me. Um, and so I knew I just was supposed to be taking a break for a while uh, to kind of figure out, do I want to go back into teaching? Or do I want to do something else? And I just let everything just kind of sit for a while and just enjoy being a stay-at-home mom. And then when my youngest was almost one, I felt this pull to do something. Like I just knew like that pull in me was still there to just, don't get me wrong. I love being a mother. 
But I feel like moms can have other passions as well, can have other things that they are passionate about and want to pursue. And that doesn't go away just because you become a mom. And now I have been all three. I've been a work outside the home mom, stay at home mom, and now I'm a work from home mom. And they're all equally hard and all have their perks to them as well. But I just felt like I still wanted to pursue my passions, but I also wanted to be able to have the flexibility to be there for my kids where I set my own schedule and I could take breaks when I wanted, or if they have breaks from school, then I can do that with them or whatever it might look like. And so, uh, long story short, I did that. And at first it was very hard because I did not know anything about online business as you know, a lot of us moms get into and we're like, well, what are we doing? How do I do this? And there's so many amazing businesses out there. You never want to feel like you're competing, but I just started. And then it just kind of slowly over time just started building. And so, um, yeah, I feel like following your passions is super important and identifying what that looks like for you is important as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think you nailed it right there. It's like you want to have that freedom to stay home and to be there for them and be able to go pick them up from school or take them to soccer practice, whatever they're doing, uh, without losing the things that you enjoy too. And I, I definitely love the fact that you help moms figure this out. That's so special. So what's something when you're working with people, what's something that they struggle with when they're trying to take this leap? Yeah, I think a lot of it, because I know for me, I've struggled with this as well, is the comparing yourself to others, the imposter syndrome or the who am I to do this type of thoughts that go through your head. It's, it is easy to look in the online world and say, oh, well, there's so many of these other people doing what I want to do. So that is a huge part of it, I feel, is that first of all, why would anybody listen to me when there's all these other people? Well, because there's only one you and you have a unique story. But I also feel like it's the not knowing what to do. You know, I know for me, I've gone through some online business courses and things. And I listen to all the podcasts. Every single online air quote guru, guru will tell you something different where it's start out with blogging. This person's over here. Like, no, don't do that. Focus on your email list. This person's grow your social media. And you're just, I know I felt stuck. Like, which one is it? How do I know what to do first? So it's the knowing what pieces to put together, kind of like a puzzle to know what to move the, you know, the snowball forward, I guess you could say. It's, there's a lot of just self-doubt and what do I do next? How do I do this? Just the figuring it out part, it just takes a while. It just takes some time to kind of identify your passions and then know what to do to move yourself forward, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's, it's so funny that you say that. So when I was going down this entrepreneurial journey myself, I found myself, no joke, Googling how to combine your passion, skills, and expertise to build a business that you actually love. And nothing came up, shockingly, but it's wild, like how bad you could want something that you are passionate about and just not be able to find it and go down that rabbit hole of having, okay, you can do this versus this versus this and not knowing which one to choose. And I've also compared that to a puzzle piece. Like it feels like you have this gigantic puzzle and there's like pieces missing all over and you're like, okay, how do I actually put this thing together? And so how did you start then? What was, what was your step one when you figured this out? <laughs> so I'm laughing because I, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to create the website and then everybody's just going to find me. Yeah. It's just that easy. Yeah. That did not happen. It was like, I'd be so excited. I remember checking the stats 
we had like one website visitor. I'm like, oh my gosh, someone, someone read something on here. And even when I didn't have a blog or anything, I'm like, someone landed on here that was not like my mom, you know? Right. (laughs) I think I just, um, so like I said, I did invest in some training to kind of help me with what, um, to do. And then like you, I read so many blog posts, listened to so many podcasts, probably watched every single YouTube video you could imagine. And then I just kind of started taking notes about it. And so I did start with blogging. Then I learned how not just to blog, but how to make it right, how you write a blog to make sure it gets noticed by Google and how people can find the right blog. Then I realized, oh, how do you search for topics that people are actually looking for? Then I started doing that. And then it slowly turned into a podcast, which I never years thought I would be a podcaster. It's just so funny how your journey, you don't know where it's going to go. You just start somewhere then it just starts slowly happening. And then I started making connections with people, which turned into their audiences started knowing about what I do and vice versa. My audience would know about this person. And it honestly is just about putting your foot in the door and just starting. And I also feel like consistency is huge because when I did not see any numbers, not even like what I said, one person right away, or I would have no visitors reading a blog post this is before I even started an email list or anything. I would be so discouraged because I felt like, well, what am I doing if, yes, I knew one day I'd want to make money from it, but it wasn't even, I was getting no traffic at all. And so discouraging when you feel like you're not getting the numbers you want and you're not, you, you don't feel like anybody's wanting what you do. And I, that's not the case at all, but it is about consistency because I consistently blog probably at first two to three times a week just to get enough blog posts out there to get it circulating and then I could slow down a little bit, but consistency is huge. So I back to your question, identifying what, like, what did I do? I just started with blogging because for me, I love to write and I love to speak, but I just started getting my words out. Then I started figuring out this podcast thing. And then I was like, I kind of like that too. So it's just, I didn't know what I was doing at first, but yeah, just starting somewhere and figuring out like where you're going to go with it, but just get your foot in the door and start with something think is huge. Absolutely. Just taking that initial step, even if it's messy action, it beats inaction for sure. And I mean, so many people do that. They're like, oh, I'm going to start a business. And so they make the website, they maybe change their social media status to like business owner or something. And they expect just a swarm of people. And it just, I mean, maybe that worked at some point, but it doesn't anymore. And I mean, I think that consistency aspect you said is so important because your existing audience doesn't know what you do. You've got to warm them up. You've got to teach them. You've got to show them that this is okay for them to learn from you. And that all stems down to starting in consistency. And I love what you said about not knowing where your journey is going to take you. It's so true, but if you just let it unfold in front of you, like it's going to lead to where you're supposed to be. Like, I totally believe that. So, so how do you juggle everything between being a mom, owning this business, like especially working from home during these crazy times, like how do you manage all of the things? So when mine were little, I would wake up but I am a morning person, but not like crazy early morning, but I would wake up before my kids got up. I would wake up ungodly hour of four or 5 a.m., which is insane. And then I would work during nap time. And now my oldest was five at that point. So he did not really nap anymore. That would be like when I'd give him quiet time or I'm just gonna be honest, hand him his tablet to watch a show. So, and I would use that hour some, not every day because sometimes I would just want to take a break too, but I would sometimes use that hour 
or two to get some stuff done. And then sometimes I would work at night. And so I'm going to be honest, at first, it was about the hustle for me. It was like, I knew one day that, that, well, back to the word consistency, but showing up and doing the work and getting up ridiculously early so I could still spend time with my kids during the day was going to pay off at some point. So now fast forward and we're at the point where my kids are six, eight and 11. And now the hard work I had set up at the beginning, I wouldn't say my business is just coasting and I have nothing to do, but at the same time, there's a lot more flexibility in my day. Cause I've set up all those systems at first where at, that's the thing I wish someone had told me. It's like, how do you set up an email list? How do you start a website? How do you start a blog? How do you start? A, once I figure out all the different things, like the puzzle pieces, now those puzzle pieces, I don't have to worry about all the setting it up stuff. Now I'm just like, oh, I'm doing a podcast today. I jump on, I do it. Or I need to um, email my list. Well, I don't have to set up the email anymore. My It's already set up. Now I, now I have like, after doing this five years, I know how to send an email. So it just becomes easier and kind of coasts now. And my kids, it's been a roller coaster of a year, to be honest, because they have done some virtual schooling. And then we did have COVID, to be honest. We And then we had a terrible ice storm. So I am so grateful, though, because I can say, okay, instead of getting upset, I can say, I need to move this stuff around that I had scheduled because I have to still show up and be mom instead of being upset that they're, you know, like taking my time. Um, I, But that's what's cool about owning your own online business is like I'm able to work around their schedule if it's needed. and but setting up that stuff from the beginning was like, this is so hard. And I think what's so hard about it is you don't know if it's going to pay off in the future. Know that this is something you have to do. That you have a message to get out and you feel like it's so important to use your voice. You are going to grow because you're being um, authentic and real and sharing your story. And so I just kept showing up with that in mind. Like, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't know when. And now it's cool because... I thought this would be the year that my youngest is in kindergarten. I'd be going volunteer to school and all the things and that's not happening. So <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, just, I think just, you know, knowing your kids, when can you fit in your day time to get work done? Um, but it's okay also not to work every day. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm going to say Tuesdays and Thursdays, I work on my business. The other days I'm going to work on like do laundry and things like that. And the other days I'm just going to take off and not do anything. Just knowing what you're comfortable with and going with that is important. Yeah, just having that flexibility is so amazing. And I don't know who needs to hear that, what was just said, but not focusing on the short term, I would say even like a struggle in the beginning, because it is, it's hard to figure out all the moving pieces. But if you just remember what you're building this for, and you made such a good point about systems and automation, that's something that I lacked in my business for so long. And that makes you spend so much more time working in your business that's not necessary. And that's why right now, I specialize in helping people create these systems and automations that gives them that freedom in their business. And so as you've known, now that you've built this, how important those things are and that it really does help you create that freedom business that you want. And you being able to just take off any day that you want, it's paid off, would you say? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a membership site now. Um, it's for music teachers, but the membership site, it's not like I'm never in there, but it's really cool. Like I'll make money on days I had not even like gone online once. And I'm like, that is so weird to me. You know, to think about that, you're like, it's just so different than the way you're, you know, going through college or growing up thinking about making money. It's not, um, you somehow, like I had to even change my mindset around that and go in a way like, oh my gosh, well, I'm kind of lazy because I didn't show up today, but I'm seeing money show up in my bank account. But it's not that way. 
that I set up some, you know, like the stuff ahead of time. So it could be easy for me. Yes. So yeah, like you said, it's going to pay off. Yeah, it's just in the beginning. I've, and that's what makes or breaks you, right? As an entrepreneur, because you're like, it's so much work up front for little to no reward. But it's like, you know what you're building this for. You just have to trust the process and stay the path. And I was actually, I'm not sure if you've been in Clubhouse, but yesterday I was in a room that literally was, am I cut out to start a business? And I had to jump on the stage. I was like, you guys, you're only cut out to start this business if you're willing to put in the work. Because without that, yeah, it's you're, it's not going to happen for you. And that's just the truth. Yeah. And you've got to show up and do oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, there's not like an easy path, like an easy, what am I trying to say? Easy button. There's, you know, you, but the same time as when I was talking about imposter syndrome earlier, you do see these people, there are rare, rare occasions where you see these people come on the scene and they literally just say, I just started a business and it takes off. And you're like, what? How? And that happens sometimes, but that's not, it's like the rare occurrence, you know, like, when you see someone and you say, oh, they're just an overnight success. No, they're just not telling you the story of what they've been doing for the last four to five years to get them to that air quote overnight success. So I tell people that a lot too. Don't compare your beginning to where someone else is at their middle or end because that's exactly, everybody started out with one follower, one email subscriber, one podcast listener, everyone, even the people that are like million download people right now, you know, Everybody started at one. And so don't go in thinking, oh, this is just, no, the beginning, you have to start at the beginning to learn through the hard things and to learn like trial and error, what worked, what didn't work, what do I need to improve, what do I need to tweak? It's so important, just not giving up. Yeah, yeah, not giving up. And then I like to compare it to like the four minute mile, right? You see their success and you see what they've created. You know that it's possible for you. So it's really just, okay, how can I create a roadmap for myself that helps me get there and just put one foot in front of the other just to make it happen? It's like, you know that it can happen for you. So that's, that's like the best motivation in my opinion in the world. Like if they can do it, I know I can do it, right? Yeah. So what would you say your number one tip or advice would be to somebody looking to start or that maybe is in this position, right? Where they're like, oh, this is, they're at that slump, right? Oh, this is starting to be a lot of work. I don't know if I can do this. Can I, is this really meant for me? What would your advice be for somebody in that position? Well, to be honest, it is, Okay, have you narrowed down your niche enough? Are you talking, trying to talk to too many people? Uh, I went through B school with Marie Forleo. I don't know if you're familiar with. It. Okay, well she she says that if you're talking to everybody, you're speaking to nobody. So my first piece of advice is, who are you serving? Not just I'm serving moms, or I'm serving moms who I'll just throw a random example. I'm serving moms who want to learn how to bake better. Just something, you know, like narrowing it down to specifically who you're talking to. And if you feel like you're doing all the things in your business, then focus on one task at a time. Like, of course, at first, like I said, it's going to take a while to set everything up. But maybe you're like, okay, I really want to grow my blog. So that's your main focus is to when we say the word batch, it's sitting down and creating a lot of blog posts at once instead of just one each week. So then they'll speaking of automation, they'll automatically you can schedule them ahead of time and they'll just come out for you one at a time. So sitting down and figuring out what is your main focus. And then once you feel like you have that down, then you can move on to focusing on something else like growing your social media or, okay, now I'm going to really work on 
figuring out a really good email opt-in. Then I'm going to insert it into those blog posts I've already created. So the overwhelm, I feel like for me, this is exactly what I can relate it to. I was trying to do all the things instead of focusing on trying to grow one part of my business at a time. And then I would just feel like I was pulled in so many different directions. And also, I do I do want to say that speaking of social media, once I got to the point where I've realized I didn't need to be everywhere, I just needed to focus on where I felt the most comfortable, which is Instagram. I felt like that released me from feeling so much pressure to try to be on all the things. And I, so I don't know. Those are just a few nuggets of advice I have for them. No, that's great. And I think a lot of people do get overwhelmed. They're like, oh, there's YouTube, there's podcasting, there's Instagram, Facebook. And it's like, Choose one thing, get really, really good at it. And then once you've, I think, mastered in your own type of way, right? You're never going to be perfect at something, but getting good enough at it and having a good system, then you can add on something else and another thing. And eventually you'll hopefully be omnipresent and be on all of these different platforms. But if you don't just start with one, then it's probably not going to happen. So great advice. Absolutely love that. And Let's see, what about, okay, since I have a new baby boy, you have any tips for me with a baby working from home? So let's hit the the mamas of new babies. Um, and I, I love your tip of working during nap time. He's actually napping right now. So it's, I don't think we hear any coos, let's see. <laughs> nope, he's, he's still asleep. Uh, so napping, nap time is a great opportunity and I definitely am all about waking up early. I've, I've never been one to wanna wake up earlier than well, 6.30, been getting up at five as well because that is key, right? Having that time for yourself in the morning. So um, as a mom of a boy then, how would you recommend, I would say finding something that you're passionate about, even not work-related, right? Because I feel like starting a passion business is one thing, but then also having a passion project that where you can shut it off, right? I think that's important. So maybe we can kind of talk about that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And, you know, you hear self-care talked about so much that I feel like sometimes I tune out people when they talk about self-care. So I think about it in a totally different way. And this is going to be ironic because I did just go get pedicures with my mom last week for her birthday when I always usually tell people it's not about bubble baths and pedicures and massages, although that's amazing. Self-care for me, like here's an example. The other day I picked up groceries and we have grocery pickup where we live and just getting in the car by myself to pick up groceries, listening to music. I love podcasts, but sometimes I just need a break. You know, even being a podcaster, you get it. You're like, I don't want to listen to anybody else talk to me right now. So I just listened to music and sat alone in my car. And it took 30 minutes from the whole process of getting there, getting the groceries, coming back. I felt so refreshed in those 30 minutes of just coming back home, just from sitting in a car by myself, which sounds ridiculous. But so taking care of yourself is important and just find what works for you. Is it reading a book? Is it taking a random drive to a grocery store? Is it watching your favorite TV show? Is it just saying, if you're married, speaking to your spouse and saying, hey, I really need you to take over tonight. I really just need a me night. I used to feel selfish about that and I don't do it all the time, but there's just certain nights I'm like, I am just exhausted. And I mean, I still make time for my kids, tell them good night, love you, all the things. But there's some nights I'm like, I need a night off. And I'm just so exhausted. So communicating what you need with others, whether it's your spouse, your family members, friends um, during COVID times, of course, that's super hard. But um, and then finding what works for you to take care of yourself, because I know before I even business burnout happened, even in motherhood, when I felt like all I was doing was being mom, 
wife, mom, house care, cleaning the house, taking care, getting the groceries. And then I was like, wait a minute, I haven't done one thing for myself today. So I also feel like self-care can be like simplifying life. Like when I talked about grocery pickup, that helped me tremendously. Like I like wandering around the grocery store sometimes, but what life hacks can you do to simplify your life as well? Whether it's like your go-to meal planning or whether it is like delegating tasks that you need to get done. So all those things, just finding what works for you for self-care, but making sure you don't put yourself last matters a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I think that also kind of circles back to doing a lot of self-care in the morning before your day kind of gets taken down many different paths. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's huge. Great advice for sure. Now, uh, I know you help women find their passion projects too. What's like the first step that you take with somebody normally to figure out what their passion project would be? So what did you do before you were a mom? And like, we start there. Is that something you would want to continue on for an online business, you know, or, or do you have something in your heart that you've been wanting to do or help moms with, or maybe it's not even helping moms, maybe it's helping whoever, but you just feel like it's totally different than what you did for a career. Then maybe we figure that out. Maybe it's something that you, that tugging at your heart that you don't feel like will go away. So starting there and identifying, first of all, don't need to know how it's going to happen or what if it's going to be a membership site, course, book, whatever, but what is the thing? Identifying that first, then we will start identifying how you speak to your audience. Are you more comfortable blogging? Do you want a podcast? Do you want to be on YouTube? Do you want to do none of the above? And you want to just focus on growing your audience on social media or through email or wherever. And like you said, you don't have to be all the places, but it's identifying what do you want to do? What's pulling out your heartstrings? What do you want to, how do you want to speak to them? How do you want to serve and help them? And then starting to slowly grow an organic following and getting people on an email list where you can serve them. And then figuring out what do you want to do? Do you want to do a course, membership site, wherever? Um, it, it, and it's okay to not know all the answers because you slowly start figuring it out the more you just process through the things, you know, just process. I know I want to serve these people, but how do I want to do it? Where are they hanging out online? What do they need from me? How can I speak to them? Why would they listen to me? What story do I have to share that would help them? Because everybody has a unique story. I used to hold back on that and sharing my story, but I was like, no, they need to hear that so they can connect with me and know that I'm a human being too, you know, like I'm not perfect. And so just, um, yeah, those are some steps I would give people if they were wondering about like what steps to take to identify who they want to serve. Yeah. And I love starting with the passion too, because, you know, I find so often people think, oh, I want to start this business and they base it off of maybe only what they know, not what they like, or they even just start doing and listing all of the skills and expertise that they have without really taking a hard look at what they actually like to do. And then they wake up one day and they're like, wow, I created a hectic job for myself, not an actual business that I want to grow. And so that's great that you start there and emphasize that you don't need to know the how. The how mm -hmm. trips so many people up. So that's great. What a great yeah. place to start. And you about earlier about online businesses that fail. And I hate to say that, but it's true. Like, I don't remember the percentage, but of people who get an online business and then they, it's not very, I mean, it's really, really like how many people don't make it or quit early on. It's really a high percentage. And I think like you said, some people just go, Oh, this, whatever will make me a lot of money. 
but it's going to fizzle out and you're going to get bored or just be like, I don't, I'm not passionate about this. Your passion, even though you may not see money from it for even, let's be honest, a year or two, that's what's going to drive you and keep you going and keep you excited. That will end up turning into money one day. And so sometimes, I, like you said, I think people have it backwards where, but this one will make me money right away. But is that what's going to keep you happy and wanting to keep coming back, even on the hard days and weeks where you're not even wanting to show up in your business, but you're like, nope, I'm so passionate about this and I may be burnt out right now, but I'm going to keep coming because I know this is my calling. Yeah. And I think that goes back to, to the like short-term struggle for long-term gain. You like know that you're pursuing something you're passionate about. And then what do you think? Do you think that this kind of relates to that shiny object syndrome that a lot of entrepreneurs get because they're like bouncing around, they still haven't landed on something that's completely resonating? Oh my gosh. Yes. And I, I've, I've experienced that where I think everything's going well in my business. And then like a new email platform comes out or a Everybody goes over here to the, I have WordPress and everybody's over here on another platform. And I'm like, oh, should I move it too? But it's like, no, who cares about that? Like, just, it doesn't matter about the stuff. Like if you're, you have what's going good in your business and you know who you're called to serve, don't worry about the shiny object syndrome about who's offering what thing, because there's room for you in this online business world. There really is. Like there's, it's, there's more fish in the sea than you think there are, I promise. <laughs> And so I also, I want to stem back to staying with your passion. I think so often too, especially new business owners think they have to do everything inside of their business. And so having that passion, and I feel like it's really important to actually know what staying in your lane means. So what actually you should be doing when you show up every single day in your business instead of trying to do everything. So how do you work with people to make sure that they're sticking with their passion and not getting distracted every day with the tedious tasks, let's call them? Oh, it is so hard. And like I said, when you're starting out and you're a party of one and you have no one to help you, it is so tough. It is and so it is easy to get distracted, uh, to be like, Ooh, I need to answer that email right away. Or, Ooh, I need to go over here and spend two hours on Instagram. But I have been really good, even from the beginning about turning my phone over and like facing it down. Or, um, if I know I have emails coming in and I'm like, this is not the day I'm responding to emails. I don't have to get back to people right away every day. And I've gotten better at that, but trying to like, yeah, like you said, be all the places all the time, it's going to burn you out. So I would say, Every day when you wake up, especially if you're just starting out your online business or trying to grow it, make a like get out a piece of paper even if you want to go old school in a pen and say, today's tasks are this. What's going to help propel my business forward today? And just write down maybe three things. And then if there's like other things past the three and you're like, nope, I'm going to really focus on these three things, then don't worry about the other stuff. If you did not show up on Instagram that day, it's okay. If you didn't have time to write a blog post, but that that's okay. But what's on your list? What is on your to-do list that you know that needs to get done to, to kind of keep pushing you forward that needs to get done? And also, it's okay to not know how to do everything. I know I got a lot of help from the beginning. Uh, even though I am growing my business by myself, I am very lucky that my husband is in IT. So he definitely helped with all that kind of stuff. But I would, I, you probably know people in your life who are good at things. I had a friend who was a podcaster and I picked her brain about it in return. I would say, what do you need help with from me? I had a friend who was a course creator, but I was more kind of knowledgeable about membership. So we traded ideas. So look for those people in your life who kind of have a little bit of an idea about certain things or get in the right Facebook groups where you can pick people's minds and things like that as well. 
and find out where people are hanging out online where you can get really good advice because you are not going to know how to do it all. And that's okay. But you'll move a lot quicker when you ask the right people questions and make the right connections in order to help you. Absolutely. No, that's great. Those connections and not just sitting there doing it on your own every day is Mm -hmm. so important. And so I would, I want to ask you, is there anything else that you'd like to share to the listeners today um, based on everything that we've gone over? What, anything else you'd like to give them advice wise? Just, it's okay to have a calling and a passion. And it's also okay to not know where it's going to lead you. Just starting somewhere and then not feeling mom guilt. I know for me, sometimes there have been times where even if my kids are home or doing something, I will say, I have to get something done right now. Like it may be like a two hour chunk in the middle of the day and not feeling that guilt about, oh, I should be with them right now. I like They may be watching a movie and could care less if I'm even in the room, but I still have mom guilt. Like, oh, I'm not with them right at this second. And it's okay. It's also okay to be spending time with your kids thinking about what you need to be getting done in your business. That happens to me too. So letting go of mom guilt and knowing that I feel like moms need to hear this, that it's okay to follow your passions. It's okay to want to be a stay-at-home mom. It's okay to want to do a stay-at-home mom and start a side hustle. It's okay to want to be a CEO and have children watching you follow your dreams. Identifying what you want and going after it and just do it. Just go for it. And you you know what? I always said, like, what's the worst that can happen? I start an online business and then it just doesn't work out. Okay, at least I can say I tried. So I think just identifying what you're passionate about and going for it is everything. I love it. That's such great advice. I am so happy that you came on this show today. And I think everyone in the audience is going to have so much value taken from this. So thank you, Jessica, again. Thank you so much for having me on. I've appreciated it and love this conversation. Freedom Makers, I hope you took some serious value out of today's conversation with Jessica. I think the main thing that I can emphasize here is that when you're looking to start a business, you should really focus on building something that's around your passions. And remember that you might go through some short-term struggles, but just know what you're building this for. Understand that by putting in the work now and putting in the systems and automations up front, you're gonna make sure that you're setting yourself up for the future that you want for you and your family. And just know that through this building process, you're gonna be able to build something that you're passionate about so that throughout motherhood, you have something that's for you that's outside of just being a mama. So you guys, if you're interested in connecting with Jessica, you can shoot over to Instagram. Her name is Jessica Peresta. That's spelled J-E-S-S-I-C-A-P-E-R-E-S-T-A. And I'm also going to add a few links to the show notes here. If you want to check out some of her freebies that she's given you, Uh, She definitely has some journal prompts and some passion project guides. So definitely check out the links in the show notes here. I thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.